Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, February 17th. Hope everyone's having a great week. Hope you're staying warm. Um, hopefully, wherever you're at, weather hadn't been too terrible. I know it's not been great, but hope it's not been too terrible. Hope you stayed safe. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Hope you all are ready for a Tennessee basketball game tonight. I also said I'm not buying into the hype. I said I wasn't. I said I was going to wait until until games um, you know started, until we, we see results on the field. But, I mean, do you want me to read the quote now? Just fire it up. Let's get it. How do you say his name? I, I assume you know who I'm talking about. When I'm Joey Halsley. Halsley. Okay. Joey Halsley who is um, the quarterback coach now at Tennessee. Um, had a great quote today in the meeting or press conference for the offensive staff. He said, we are going to let you rip it all over the field. We're going to teach you. We're going to mold you into the best you can be. And then we're going to turn you loose to play ball on Saturdays. We don't make guys play scared. I'm trying not to buy in, man. Strike of the band. <laughs> I'm trying not to buy I'm not, not Rocky Top down the field, though. We got to correct right. Apple on that somehow. He said it like three times now, so he'll learn. <laughs> he'll yeah. I, I hope he scores enough touchdowns or run. I hope he gets to run through the team. As long as he gets everything else right on the field, I can live with that. That's fair. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like I'm. I'm I, obviously, I, I'm not too excited about it yet. Didn't even know the guy's last name, how to pronounce it. But um, that that let let it rip. Let it rip. Yeah, he just kept using stuff like spin it, let it rip, throw it all over the place. I'm just like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, guys, we are going to talk about this football staff. It is pretty much compiled. I mean, it's now now that you've got a defensive coordinator in there, it, it is just like a couple position coaches. Um, a lot of recruiting staff's already been put together. But offensive staff is finished, correct? So complete there. Uh, so just a few more like cross the T dot the Oz. Um, Josh Heupel now does have his staff in place uh, pretty much. Um, so we will talk about that mainly. Uh, Tim Banks being hired as the defensive coordinator. Uh, we're also going to talk about the staff. I mean, the staff as a whole and, and then get into some former staff members, some, some guys who uh, might fit our stupidity as an epidemic this week. So I might get to that segment early on. Um, God, just, you know what? I'll 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 mention that in my thoughts because like the first tweet I read was not the one people. Oh, I'll get into that when we when we when we talk about Jay Graham. I'll uh, I'll tell you because like the first five minutes of it, I was like, what are people freaking out about? Um, then we'll we'll preview tonight's South Carolina game again, guys. I think this is the second week in a row, right? You've gotten a little pre pre game show from us, so 
Um, yeah, we're just we're uh, gonna send you right into game time. Exactly, you're stuck with us until nine o'clock. Um, drink some coffee, do whatever you need to do to to stay up late. Uh, that game is a late tip off. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm in the so for those of you who don't know, I start a new job this week. Anytime, like it's not that I hate waking up early. It's just like any change in my schedule, I just get tired. I get exhausted. Like I if I, I if, if it started at like ten o'clock, if I didn't have to be there till ten, I would be exhausted at night. Just like changing my schedule so how's the job job's good it's going good yeah i'm just tired from changing the i miss schedule. you i miss, I miss you. you caleb man. moved to, to johnson city I so did. it's i've kind of been in depression a little bit just kind of these zoom sessions in the house yeah, yeah with these my zoom sessions are all that's getting him through <laughs> correct i'll be in town friday night come hang out guys 10 person limit most people have 10 person limits so um might have to do a little reservation but yeah come hang out yeah Let's do it. Uh, then we're uh, talking about Tennessee baseball uh, season. Um, they had their uh, first pitch banquet. Was that Monday night? Monday afternoon? Yep. Uh, Monday afternoon. Got to hear from uh, Coach Tony Vitello and others. Questions. We're going to talk about our expectations for the baseball season. Um, I'm excited. Hope I get to come down for some Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday games, or maybe both. Um, but you mentioned, I saw you tweet today, Tennessee SEC baseball is kind of unlike others. Um yeah, ACC has their own network, Big Ten too, but um, not you know, SEC baseball is going to have. I mean, you, you can watch it the whole season. Like you, there's not a lot of Tennessee games you should miss. Um, and then you mentioned how many primetime games or ESPN slots do they get? So so non nationally televised games that'll be on SEC Network or um, ESPNU. Mm. Um, if it's not on that, it's it's either on ESPN Plus, um, watch ESPN app or. Um, SEC Network Plus. Yeah. So. Or did you mention ESPN? Yeah, you have options throughout the whole season. Right. You should be able to catch this team plenty. Uh, it's going to be an exciting baseball season. Um, don't miss out. Don't miss out. And Landon, before we get into like the nitty and gritty, really get into the show, Landon tweeted it out this week. We're working on one more order. Last order forever. Um, forever and ever. Get in while it's hot. You don't want to miss it. The base ball shirt. It is the uh, Rifleman at bat. Um, you don't want to miss it. I like that rifleman at bat. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good name for it. <laughs> Can you call um, him the rifleman if he's not holding the rifle? Or are we calling the bat a rifle? Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll spin it. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have that out soon. I'm working on a Google Doc right now, so uh, we'll, we'll get that out to you as soon as possible. That way, you can buy those. We had a ton of uh, of people interested in those, so we want to get that out as soon as possible. So stay on the Look out for that. Also, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. They do an awesome job of making this show possible. Also, go check out our friends at Volunteer Roadshow. Um, using, we use their network um, or their platform to um, talk about sports. Sometimes depressing, sometimes not. It's a little better day. You don't have a lot to yeah. kind of moan and groan about, so that's, it's good. We're, we're, we're rolling in the right direction. And hopefully we're going to be happy, happy later. So Yeah. Tell us where you're listening from. Love geography. Um, I'm sure uh, Chris in Georgia, I'm sure he's here. Chris, my man. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet. Milan. We'll get him. All right, you ready to get into it? Tim Let's Banks? It. Tim Banks. Let's talk about Tim Banks. I mean, the the first thing I have is like, he, he's been coaches at, at Power 5 programs. Like, I feel like this guy checks a lot of boxes. Maybe he hasn't been the sole 
defensive coordinator at one of those power five programs that you like, you know, he's been at um, Cincinnati as a co-defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator at central Michigan. Um, hey, hey, sorry. You're going to lose me for just a second, but keep going. Okay. Just video. And then, um, and then co-defensive coordinator at Penn state. And he, he's just been like, he seems like well-respected. You saw that um, kind of, thing from James Franklin that he put out on social media, just kind of wishing him luck and thanking him for his time. I don't think you see that a lot with, with, with you know, mm-hmm. coaches just kind of going out of their way to wish somebody luck that's left their program. Does it mean anything, though, from James Franklin? I think that should be fair to ask. Yeah, maybe not, but it, it it's better than the opposite, I guess. Right. That, good point. Uh, fair point. And then Golish mentioned today that it, he was one of the best guys he's ever been around in this profession, so – you know, him just getting that respect from, from other coaches trying to helps my take on it. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't like that home run hire that you wanted, but um, it, it it's another kind of wait and see. Like, you, there, there's your dog in the background. Yeah, Brutus, I'm laughing. Uh, he just snuck into the room. So, hey, say say hey, Brutus. Sorry. <laughs> he's just chill. He wants to talk about football. Um, yeah. He's, I don't, a, I don't, he's a guys guy football guy yeah exactly um yeah he's got some memphis experience maybe he has some memphis ties i don't know that for sure Mm. um but a guy that checks a lot of boxes another kind of wait and see guy that will um hopefully has success but i I don't really have anything negative to say about it um it's just another one of those you won't know how successful they are until you know yeah, and I think that's probably the negative. Um, if you're if you're looking for negatives in this situation, I don't think it's really like a truly bad thing that you can you can point out um, about Tim Bay. It, it's just that no no real play call. Like, how, what's his extent of play calling? Um, mm. You know, it's not that kind of same thing with Josh Heupel. Like, it's just not that sexy hire that everyone really wanted. Um, that that you saw these names that got thrown out on this hot board, like who you, where you think the Tennessee job is. That that's just that's not who Tim Banks is. There's, you can't sugarcoat it and make him that. Um, you know, does he have some positives that come with him? Yeah, sure. And and um, I mean, one of those you mentioned. I mean, um, Golish mentioned, and it's one of the best guys that he's been around this profession. He does get um, a farewell from his head coach, like you mentioned. You don't see that often. Um, but I mean, being being the co-defensive coordinator at a team that specifically struggled this year, um, uh, you know, that's. Not great look, but at the same time, I, I think there's there's more positives than just this one season at Penn State to go off of. Um, and, and also, I mean, we talked about it when James Franklin's name was thrown around. And we, with this COVID, I mean, Penn State, since James Franklin's arrived, has been trending in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have a bad year during a year when um, things just aren't the same. Um, during a year when, when, especially in the Big Ten. Um, so, I mean, I, could, should you give – him kind of the benefit of the doubt let this year kind of slot I, I think that's probably um should be about the same with if you were going to do it for james franklin you should do it for tim banks right yeah a- absolutely that's kind of where i'm at too um he does a great job recruiting his hometown in detroit michigan around that area he knows what it's like to recruit against you know some of those top programs like an ohio state or, or michigan if you want to call them that yeah. i guess um <laughs> so i mean like Again, it kind of ch- it it checks some of the boxes. Again, it's it's kind of wait and see. You know, you mentioned Penn State kind of struggled this year, and I agree. But it's also their defense is a lot better than Tennessee's when you look at that's a fair point. <laughs> some of their rankings. So they're seventeenth in total defense. Tennessee was number sixty five. Um, they're twenty six in rush defense. Tennessee was forty first. Uh, they're twenty fourth in passing defense. Tennessee was one hundred and sixth. 
Yeah, I mean, you've uh, you've got a great point as far as when you're comparing the two. Um, and then he's done a great job with with uh, the safeties. He, he coached safeties at uh, Penn State, pretty much been a defensive backs coach his entire career. Um, in 2016, he had a guy that was second team all uh, Big Ten. And in 17, 18, and 19, he had all both safeties every year earn uh, all Big Ten honors. So um, does a great job with the defensive backs. We could have used some of that help last season because our right. safeties just could not cover the middle of the field for some reason. Yeah, um, that, 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 that's a good point. You're addressing that kind of that safety need right now, which uh, we talked about this, I think, last week. Really, the whole defensive side of the ball is a pretty high need right now. Um, there, there's not a lot of um, positions, position groups that you can count on, not a lot of players um, that you can kind of bank on being strong on this defensive unit. So so um, I guess with this uh, – with the defensive coordinator hire, you're also uh, addressing kind of that, that need for a good developer at um, defensive backs as well. Sure, he's not going to spend all of his time there, um, but a, a guy that can, can help and can kind of guide that focus with that group. Um, that, that that's definitely helps you address a need. And um, you mentioned his recruiting, how he's um, faced off, you know, at least has some experience against those programs, Ohio State, Michigan, whether you like it or not. I did like the jab, if you want to call them top programs. That's a good point. Um, but, uh, you know, he does have that experience and that's the bottom line. Can you get the guys in here? Development's huge. Development yep. is huge. But if you, if you, they've got to be far enough along in the process already, if you want to have a chance to be a competitive SEC defense. Yeah. I think with this offense, you just got to get some stops and some turnovers. That was something yeah. Tennessee just could not do mm-hmm. last year. Um, I think we're going to be able to score points. Right. Um, especially more than last year, I would hope. And uh, and so you just need a, a, some stops and, and turnovers down the road to really help your offense. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can bring that. I just don't know a lot about Tim Banks. Um, I right. really don't. I've tried to read up on him a little bit, and, and kind of what we told you guys is is kind of all we know. I yeah, mean, there's, not a, there's not a lot about him. I mean, because yep. – and he's not – this is his first true defensive coordinator test. I, I, I'm yep. not going to call a really co-defensive coordinator a, a defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know what's up with all these tags. I guess just trying to keep guys happy and keep some continuity in the programs and whatnot. But I mean that just made he, up titles. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. I mean, <clears throat> T. Martin was the associate head coach, co-offensive coordinator. What I mean, give him any, give him any title, and he still didn't get the head coach job. So, or even right. the the interim job. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, Tim Bates, another coach that we just got right before we got onto the show is a. Uh, Defensive back coach Willie Martinez is back. Oh, is it official? Officially official? Pete Thamel said it was okay. official. All right, all right. Yahoo I, I Sports. So, Double, I'm just a messenger. Are we happy? Like I, I thought when Willie Martinez left, we were pretty pretty happy about I mean, I, I just don't remember much about him. I'll be honest. Um, you can give me some of the players that you know he was under or he was over, um, maybe some of the stats. But I thought initially when he had left – um, I, I thought Tennessee was was pleased. Yeah, and maybe it was more so because of who he was under, and that was uh, Butch Jones. Um, but some of the guys he brought in, I mean, you can't deny their talent. Nigel Warrior, Todd Kelly Jr., Tyler right. Burke, Jawan Jennings, um, Emmanuel Mosley wasn't great in college, but he's <laughs> he's good in the NFL. He's good where it matters. Yep, Geno Atkins – you know, defensive tackle for the Bengals right now, Evan Berry, uh, Justin Martin, Micah Abernathy. I mean, those are just some of them. And, you know, maybe he didn't 
you know, the, the development just wasn't there right. under Butch Jones. But, I mean, you saw, like, Nigel Warrior the season he could have had mm-hmm. um, w- with some developmental guys. So, Willie Martinez, I mean, he knows what it's like to coach at Tennessee. He, he has that defensive back experience. He, he's held jobs um, in the SEC. So, that – I don't know. I right. mean, it, it's another kind of wait-and-see thing. Um, but the fact that he's been here, yeah. it, I feel like that – helps out a ton I, I do like that he's been at Tennessee once kind of knows uh knows his way around the air you know the the landscape of, of all that it takes to kind of be the lay at, of the land yeah to be a coach <laughs> at Tennessee um I, I do I guess like that initially uh and again I mean kind of going with the if you if you were a fan of James Franklin you kind of have to at least kind of somewhat be okay with the Tim Banks hire kind of the same situation like I want to I was going to be very pleased with the Jancic hire if he was our defensive coordinator he's he was probably going to bring Willie Martinez with him so if I'm going to be happy with the Willie Martinez or the uh Jancic hire I've got to at least be okay with the Martinez hire right I mean Tennessee definitely needs some help at the defensive back position but Tim Banks has been that a defensive back coach as well so maybe they can work together and and really get some production out of those defensive backs. Right. Absolutely. Uh, assembled staff. Let's let's talk about the staff that he's put together. Um, I mean, I know we talked about the offense a little bit. Do you want to mention any other? Uh, I know since they met with the media today, you, you probably have some other things you want to mention. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that they just kept kind of preaching and, and that really, you know, stood out to me was continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, these guys – Hype will hire these guys because he's comfortable with them. You know, Ellerby – Golish, Halsley, um, he, you know, interviewed Cody Burns and hired him at UCF before taking him to Tennessee. So he's familiar with these guys and, and has worked alongside of them. So, you know, if, if we're trying to, like, base that on success, I mean, look at Clemson right now. Mm-hmm. With, with, you know, no one leaves that program. They all kind of stay together. Um, you know, they just give out random titles and promotions <laughs> and money and things like that. But, you know, they're, they're able to keep that staff together. So, I mean, hopefully that works. It's not like, you know, when Pruitt took over, yeah, he had this all-star staff, but it was a guy here and a guy here and a guy here, and, and it never really meshed. And you saw that firsthand with uh, the, you know, half, you know, some of the coaches not taking the um, – not the pay cut, and some of them did. So, you know, there, there was just kind of that disconnect there. You know, these coaches – and in a lot of it's probably – coach left at halftime. Yes. And a lot of it's probably coach speak. You know, they're they're starting a new program, and and so you don't want to look into it too much. But they seem to be on the same page. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they didn't say anything that you, you know, kind of worried about or anything, which is good. But it's also, um, they were probably definitely watching their uh, watching their step. I am curious, you know, as mentioned, um, I, I honestly not sure which coach said it. I'm gonna imagine Golish um, being the offensive coordinator. Um, but he mentioned how you know th- this system is is gonna because I think it was actually a question specifically specifically about tight ends, which he's also the tight end coach um, as well as the co-offense coordinator um, or offense coordinator uh, about how they're going to use tight ends, how they're going to use the athletes in this system, and and it's you mentioned it's all about personnel. Yeah, we we'd like to use a tight end, but if we don't, if he's not our in our best eleven, um, you know, for that play, for that draw, for that game, well then that, that we're not going to use it. Um, if it's part of our best 11 that, and I'm paraphrasing, um, I didn't get to actually listen to the conference. I just read the quote, but if it's not in our best 11, we're, you know, we're looking at the net, we're looking at the next option. Um, so 
you got to tailor. I mean, never. Yeah, I think it's true to an extent. It's about the Jimmys and Joes, not about the X's and O's. Um, if you don't have the guys, it doesn't matter. Um, I am glad. I mean, we'll see because Hypo obviously loves this style of offense. Um, but uh, at least they didn't stand up there and, and say that it was infallible and um, the offense, there's nothing wrong with it. It's all on the players. So that's good. Yeah, they, they kind of said that they kind of – yeah, that they run, they run like an up-tempo offense and they want to go fast, but they don't have a set, you know, what, what it's – called you know right. they're not going to just sit there and, and say it's a spread offense because they do a lot of multiple things and they base it around the the personnel and and the roster and, and the player's skill set and that that's something that kind of stuck out to me because you know if I think Ellerby said it today he, he was just like you know if you have a you know we, we do a lot of pulling and stuff with our linemen but if you have a lineman who can't pull he's you know right. big and earthy and strong you know you're not going to get anything out of it. So why would right. you pull? Right. Um, so, I mean, that that's that was kind of nice to hear. And Halsley, you know, his, his he was saying spin it. And, you know, he talked about how it's not, you know, they put a lot of it on the quarterback. It, it's not just like a cut and dry. You do this and this yeah. and this. Um, you know, we, we kind of tell you what we want and kind of you, you run this offense. It, it's kind of on you at that point. When, once you learn the system and everything like that, it's kind of on you to go make plays. And I, I like that. It kind of reminded me of the – remember the Titans when uh, Ronnie Bass goes out there and, you know, he lets the guy through and they – you know, he flips him over his back and that assistant coach turns and he's like, oh, man, we got a football player. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that, that, that's what it is. Like, you, you want a ball player, not somebody that's going to just like – Hey, you have to throw it here if that guy's there and here if that guy's there. You know, I, I I want a ball player. I want a baller at quarterback. And I feel like that's what you need to win nowadays. You know, no right. offense to JG, but I don't think he could go out there and just, you know, you can't put it all on him. Right. And he wasn't gonna I mean, he wasn't just gonna make plays. Like uh, that wasn't right. his repertoire. We're yeah. gonna do it. So Yeah, definitely uh I, so was um uh um blanking for name now was that press conference kind of geared towards uh ta simpson uh maybe i mean i i feel like he they kind of left it open for for all they they mentioned hendon hooker they mentioned salter um bailey you know they're asked about do you need a, a guy that can run and stuff like that and while they said, like, yeah, it adds a different dimension to the offense, they're like, if the best guy is a pocket passer, you know, we're going to yeah. center the offense around that. So, okay. they're kind of kind of left it open there for competition. Go. I like, I like it. it. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else for the staff? Sorry. Um, I mean, Cody Burns, I, I think he's going to be a really good coach because he has an SEC experience. He knows what it takes to, to play there and mm-hmm. – uh, play in this league, and he mentioned that a little bit. So I think he's going to be like a rising star. Um, Jerry Mack, Jerry Mack, I really liked him. Show me the money, Mack. Um, he just seemed like a reverend almost, <laughs> just the way he talked. I was like, man, I just want to sit and listen to this dude for hours. Um, but uh, the, I read this today. Cody Burns worked with J.D. McKissick at Arkansas State. Um, had a helped him kind of develop. He, he's the he's a running back now at the Washington football team. Almost said the R word, and uh, and, and then he worked say with the Rich- W word though, which is not good. Correct. <laughs> My bad. 
Um, and then Richie James at MTSU, he worked with him. So those are two really good players that are in the NFL. They're kind of um, – Cody Burns already had a help in developing. So mm-hmm. he's a young guy, and I feel like he's got a ton of talent in that wide receiver room where he's going to – he's going to have a lot of fun developing some of those guys because, right. you know, they're, they're going to be all over the field. When when Halsley's saying spin it, you know, that's who he's talking – he's going to spin it to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, team news, team news. Cause I know there's at least, you know, mention of, uh, Cody Brown entering mm-hmm. the or release from his NLI. Sorry. Yeah. He has been released and will enter the transfer portal and, um, seeking other options. I mean, whatever. He probably wasn't best fit for this offense anyway. I, I mean, so. any, after today, how do you, I don't know. After, after seeing what, Heupel's done with any running backs. How do you not want to play? How did you want to play for Jeremy Pruitt and Jim Chaney's offense and not want to play in this one? I don't. That that, make sense that's to me. that's where I just can't get over. How would you rather play for a guy that couldn't score points against yep. Kentucky? Yeah, I, I I'm dumbfounded that <clears throat> that uh, the decision. I don't know. I mean, I get you were recruited by Jeremy Pruitt, but I just think. As far as offense goes, just offense. Because I'm not going to sit here and say Heupel's going to be more successful than Jeremy Pruitt. I hope so. Um, I think it's possible. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not saying you know, it's definitely not possible by any means. But I can't just confidently say that. But offensively, I do know that Heupel's offense is going to be better than Jim Chaney's. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, 100%. Or, sorry. Sorry. Not, better is probably, you know, a relative term that at the end of the season you can turn. It's going to be better for the players in the system they're gonna have more yards they're gonna have more touchdowns it's and it's gonna be more entertaining to watch yeah you um, know that yeah chris asked that, that some Brown, of those games would turn an any into a, or an Audi into an any yeah, for sure uh chris <laughs> asked about brown being more of a bruiser um would that fit in hypo system yeah i i think i mean <clears throat> you heard them today that they're gonna take if they had a big back i mean you talked about guards pulling and, you know, offensive linemen pulling. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing that to run outside that. I mean, you know, run, a, um, run away from defenders that much. Like, right. You're running at defenders. If your your tackles and guards are pulling. <laughs> the, this staff would be a okay with a Najee Harris type back. Yeah. I mean, are you going to run it, you know, up the a gap a ton? Yeah, probably not. But I mean, how much football is played between the a gap any, anyways? No, correct. How many times did he run up the A gap in high school? <laughs> yeah, no, not a lot, not a lot. I mean, yeah, m- maybe like for tempo wise, maybe you want more of a, a, a speed kind of back. But also, Jerry Mack talked about you know getting guys in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he's going to get fresh legs in there, so you need guys to complement each other. So you're you're not w- wanting the same exact back in, in every single person. You you want some some different diversity. In but there. also you mentioned Najee Harris. If you've got a guy that runs the ball like Najee Harris, if you're, the, if you're good enough, and I don't, I mean, you don't have to be Najee Harris, just a, a good back. They're not going to bring you out of the game. No, absolutely. So, not often. I should say. I will say this, please. God, when somebody breaks off a 15 yard run, don't take them out. <laughs> Unless they are just like dying. Let them, let them get, <laughs> In warmed up yeah yeah let, let, them, let them get in the game yeah agreed. i hate that i, I can't remember who was was that butch jones would do that butch when jones he was here? jeremy pruitt i mean take I a mean, pick 
I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> might have done it. I don't remember a running back ever running for more than 15 yards in Jeremy Pruitt's offense besides That's Eric fair. Gray against Vanderbilt. Yeah, and he scored touchdowns, so. <laughs> yeah. He literally had to come off the field. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, Coach Trey at Coach Trey said, we are going to see a lot of Beckwith motioned out of two back sets. If we put two running backs in the backfield, hallelujah. I have not watched a ton of Heupel's offense. He might do it. But my God, we are – we have too many athletes, not only in the running back room, but also on the field, to not line up with two backs in the backfield sometimes. Make the freaking defense think. Jesus Christ. Like, it's like we're calling, uh, like, Madden plays. Can't motion anywhere. Can't, I mean, good Lord. What is it? When you let, when you just, uh, I use it a lot because I'm not good at Madden. The, like, Madden gives you suggestions. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Is it Madden suggest? I don't know, something like that. It's like we're playing, it's like we're playing on that. It's ridiculous. Get creative. You never motion or anything like that. We just stay in that one set. Yes. I'm interested to see kind of where D Beckwith kind of lands in terms of like position. Is he going to go like to wide receiver and be a mismatch, a tight end? Could he play running back? I mean, the good thing about him, he could play multiple things. And yeah. uh, if you need him to play quarterback, he played that in high school too. So, <laughs> so he line up line line up two running backs and motion the quarterback out of the backfield. Ooh, okay. <laughs> a little wildcat action. Um, no, you I just... calm down. You're going to get a you're going to get a call to to be a analyst if you don't chill i i I caught a lot of footballs in high school Uh, not quite (laughs) not quite like not quite as many as charlie high threw um but i've got some i got some records i've got some records uh prs they're prs but they're records (laughs) (laughs) all right jay graham let's let's get into it all right, what, what was your first initial thought when you actually saw the real tweet? <laughs> well, so, well real- first off, I read the one, which, like, it's still, like, I, like Tennessee fans, I get why they'd be mad about it. But, I mean, like, that one, I was like, yeah, it's his job. Like, you know, he's going to do that. That was the graphic of why not. And then you oh, can't the, really beat Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. McKentry. <laughs> yeah, Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> so, that graphic, I initially was like, you can't be mad at him. Like, I get being like, really, you got to tweet that? But, like, you can't actually be mad at him. Um, so I was like, that's not a big deal. Keep scrolling through Twitter. Keep scrolling. I was like, dude. So if you're not familiar with it, in that reply to the original graphic I was talking about, some Bama fans arguing with a Tennessee fan and puts, I don't remember the exact days, 2,500-something days since Tennessee's beat Bama. And uh, Jay Graham replied to it and said, and counting. I mean, you were a part of two coaching – like take away the fact that you are a Tennessee legend. Take away that fact. You coached at Tennessee when they got their ass handed to them by Alabama twice. And you type that. You type that up with I don't know, a lot of people are like it's his job to take a jab at Tennessee. First off, no it's not. Nick Saban is probably not happy with Jay Graham. So let's get that like he doesn't like that stuff. So let's get that right. out there. Um second off he was a part of two coaching staffs. If Nick Saban came into my office and was like, tweet that, I'd be like, I, I can't. I will look like a moron. I coached at Tennessee twice for those. It's idiotic at best. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just thought of it as a slap in the face. I mean, you know, because it, it, it's geared toward the fans. You know, it, recruiting recruits aren't going to really see that in a reply. <laughs> and who and like who like what recruit at Alabama are you going to get with that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I just thought of it as a slap in the face. You know, people that really liked. Jay Graham, people that grew up idolizing Jay Graham, for him to just kind of say something like that. And not to mention that it's really stupid. Like you mentioned, he's part of two staffs that so he contributed to that losing streak. Yes. And and like what are you what are you bragging about? You've been there for two weeks and you're bragging about Alabama's right. success that you had no hand in in getting. Yeah. yeah, Bush Jones. Um and you know, I and I get the like it's not good that he like you don't want to see any Tennessee former Tennessee player depending on the coach, see him go to Alabama. Like, no no one wants to see that. But, like, I get it. It's a job. you got a job offer. you got a good job offer. You're probably going to have national championship rings. You're going to have good jobs coming out. Like, I get that aspect of it. But, like, it, someone tweeted it. It was in a thing today. It's like it just goes to show you some of these players, not all, because there's some that are beloved by fans, that love Tennessee, that effing hate Alabama, Juwan Jennings, who effing hates Vanderbilt. Like, there are – Tennessee players that are also Tennessee fans. But even if Jay Graham was a Tennessee, Jay Graham is not a Tennessee fan. I don't know the guy personally, but I'm going to tell you right now, the number, if there was a book, how to be a Tennessee fan, the number one rule would be F Alabama. Like that's it. That's the number one rule. The whole state. We have a whole song about (laughs) it. Like, so he's not a Tennessee fan. He's not a Tennessee fan. Yeah. And it just goes, I mean, someone's tweet, like, it just goes to show these players don't have, like, care for the level of um, Tennessee that the fans do. And they're never going, and some of, some of them are never going to. And that's fine. It's sad that Jay Graham is one of them since he is a legend. Like, he's, like you said, there are people who grew up idolizing him. Um, so, that's that sucks. Like, that sucks for them. Um, it's just, it's insane. I don't know. I'm just like, how can you pridefully tweet that? How can you... Like, he, he's probably called himself a VFL. I know he did when he came back. Like he's probably like, oh, I'm a VFL. Mm-hmm. I'm all about to be yeah. back. And, but, like, you're not. Like, you're just, it's just not true. It's not true. I You can't do that. You can't be a Tennessee fan uh, and even laugh at seeing that tweet. I was pissed because that pisses me off because I'm a Tennessee fan. Yeah, how did, yeah, that, I mean, that was my first. How do you tweet that and not just like break your phone as, yeah. you, as you're tweeting it? <clears throat> and I, I saw mean, some, yeah, I saw some people tweet like it's, it's the business. Yeah, well, if, if that's your business, then you're a spineless business person. So, like, you have no pride. No pride. Yeah, because there's a huge difference in like Alabama. I understand Alabama signing your paychecks right now, but, and you could do your little recruiting graphics with Kool Aid McKentry and, um, everything like that, yeah. you know, talk about Alabama and, and, but to throw a jab at Tennessee for no reason, for no it was reason. like basically a bot that put yeah. the the number <laughs> out there, the, the amount of days. And for you to reply to that, it was like, it was so unnecessary. Yeah. And I yeah. just don't, I just don't get it because like, it makes no sense for you to do it no. because like you, you didn't help build Alabama to what it was. Right. You actually kind of, if you want to put it, you actually, I guess you did because you coached at Tennessee, so maybe you did help them. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. It was <laughs> Listen, just a. I'm a loyalty a, guy. I'm a loyalty guy, and Jay Graham has zero loyalty, zero loyalty. Because, like I yeah. said, I 
was fine with the initial tweet that I thought people were upset about the Kool Aid McKin- uh, McKenzie. Is that his name? Um, McKin- McKinstry. 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 That like that, that graphic. I, I was like, yeah. I mean, I get that. That's your job. Your job yeah. isn't to your job isn't to troll Tennessee fans. That's not your job. You're being an ass. Right. And I understand like things didn't go. John Adams, take his VFL card right now. <laughs> I mean, like. I'm not going to sit here and say revoke his VFL card because I, I didn't play. Thing, but right, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't play for Tennessee, so I don't have that authority to do that. But if players, you know, I, I feel like guys like Aaron Hayden, Jason Swain, Jabari Davis, guys that and Ron Slay, guys that like legit hate Alabama. I'm sure that pissed them off a little bit. I would yeah. be. I mean, I, I mean it pissed me off, so I'm sure it, it really pissed them off. Yeah, and I again, because I know a lot of people. It's a business, Caleb. Like it's just, it's just his business. No, 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 no. It's yeah, like, he didn't no. get paid for that tweet. No, that's <laughs> no, not, that's no, not no, the he business. <laughs> He's probably getting paid more to get off Twitter, honestly. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, it was a sad day for, uh, like you said, Tennessee fans that were. Uh, I mean. Who did you make? Like, were Al- are Alabama fans like, yeah, I'll tell them special teams coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, who did you make happy? <laughs> this is, it was a worthless tweet. Let's be let's be honest. It right. It was very, very unnecessary. Worthless. Speaking of uh, getting off Twitter, Niedermeyer yeah. hasn't tweeted anything since uh, after the Vanderbilt game. Good for him. Um, I'm glad he's not <laughs> one of the ones that changed their bio to, well, no more football, time for something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's – it's sad. It, I guess we're laughing about it now because it is what it is at this point, but it kind of sucks. It sucks for him because he's going to have trouble finding a job if everything that happened is true, which I, I saw people laughing. And I wasn't in the boat of like, Jeremy Pruitt should and will be kept. I was like, Jeremy Pruitt's going to be kept because they've waited too long to fire him. Like, unless the allegations get really bad. And apparently they did. Um, yeah, and I then mean, Philip Fulmer <laughs> tried to burn it all down. <laughs> Oh, on the way out, just started handing out money like freaking Oprah. Like, look under your chair, <laughs> under your chair. Jesus, you get a head coaching gig. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's it's bad. Um, God. If Manita Myers, Bill Peak said he's been working doubles at McDonald's. I need to go to that Mickey D's. I heard there's money in those bags. Some Mick doubles. <laughs> he's working doubles, double oh. double shifts. Yeah. And if, oh. if Nita Myers, what is he on the one on the strip? I'm going through that drive through. Give me a, give me a cool fifty grand. Oh, as much <laughs> as much crap we talk, there ain't no way you're getting any money in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting something else in yours. Oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> All right, let's jump into basketball. Oh God. Hey, we're we're good. We're gonna bounce back. Bounce back. We're fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me let me start by asking you this: what what team are we gonna see tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I. I didn't bet on it. That's good. Um, yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you probably get. What's the? I don't even know what the defining factor is. Like, is it days off. I don't know. Can we look at their days off? Like, what? What determines what Tennessee team shows up? I'm very confused. Yeah, and, and who's out tonight? You know, Tennessee's probably going to be a little shorthanded, so I, we don't know exactly who's going to be out. Um, South Carolina has some guys out. They're leading rebounder and, and leading assist guy. Uh, Justin Manaya is, is their leading rebounder. And uh, 
thought I had is Jermaine. I can't say his last name. Yeah, um, I, I do. Cosinard. Right. I, I do think a you know AJ Lawson's the the key to kind of what Tennessee what Tennessee team you get. I think. Yeah. Um, because and I know a lot of people are like AJ Lawson doesn't play for Tennessee, Caleb. Um, it, the the ones that have really really hurt this Tennessee team have been the guards that can are aggressive and can go to the rim with speed. Um, AJ Lawson being one of those guards. Other than that, I mean, like what what one position, what one dominant play like has really taken Tennessee for a for a game. Yeah, I mean, Javante Smart had a really good game, so I, I think it's it, it's going to be guards. I mean, we really haven't been dominated by a post. You know, Shuler, um, Romello White, I guess, at Ole Miss had a, had a pretty good game against us. Um, there's, yeah, been, it, it, there's, been, there's been forwards that have had good games, but that's not been the thorn in our side. Right, yeah, it, it's, it's guys getting to the rim, and, and that's what South Carolina's going to do. They, they don't really shoot very well. Um, you know, they don't dribble around the, um, the arc a lot. They, they want to drive to the basket and that's something, you know, I, I'm sure they're wanting to do it even more. So after watching that Tennessee LSU game, because Tennessee could not stop it. Right. And depending who, you know, Pons, Pons has been hurt. Um, Fulgerson hasn't really given you much So if those guys aren't, you know, stepping up tonight or even available, you know, AJ Lawson is probably going to have a really good day, if not a career day. <laughs> Right, and that's kind of – Unless we do something different. Yeah, and A.J. Lawson has had a pretty good pass, I think, against Tennessee, if I remember correctly. Um, I should have probably looked that up since uh, I talked about that on Sunday. I think he's had a, a pretty good pass. Um, and, and then, you know, to the point of where do bigs hurt us, I mean, it points sometimes. But, I mean, if, they, if we're getting beat by bigs, we're getting out-rebounded. Um, and that, that's typically where that, that'll show. Um, they're usually not – usually not scoring at will against Tennessee, which is, I mean, pretty wild considering your, um, your, your forwards are six, five, which I know he's a great rim protector in ponds. He's six, five. Is that right? Six, 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 six. Okay. It's like six, five seems too low. Um, and then Fulkerson, a guy who he's just not dominant down low, at least defensively. Um, he used to be able to go in and score on just about anybody offensively. Um, but not, not, not defensively. Um, Chris mentioned Florida's bigs. I don't think Florida's bigs absolutely killed us. I think their guards well, were Castleton was out. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like that Florida game where they had so many guys out, and you're like, oh, we're going to kill them. Yeah. Put money on it thinking I, we're going to kill them. I think their well, guards yeah. scored at will. Yep. yep. Um, I, I can't think back and to think how aggressive they were, but I don't think they just lit it up from three or anything. I think they just – I think they got to the rim and scored. Yeah, I mean South Carolina is not a good team. You know they're three and seven in the SEC, um, five and nine overall. So you know they they haven't played as many games because they had a, a big stretch where they're out due to COVID issues. Um, but they're a team that's going to be gritty. They're going to you know play hard defensively. That's kind of been you know a thorn in Tennessee's side as well. That, I'm sure yeah. they're going to press and that's and Frank Martin. Right. Like that, that, you know you're getting that. Yeah, he, he's going to push your buttons. So I, I, I look for them to press because Tennessee struggled with that. I look for them to play zone. Tennessee hasn't had much success with that either. And, and they're going to force, you know, if Tennessee's not able to take care of the ball, I mean, it, it could be a bad game. Yeah, for sure. Um, hopefully they, <clears throat> you get some kind of, because I think, I still think Tennessee's not relying enough on Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. You mentioned how 
one of them should be on the floor at all times. Um, yeah. They're not, they, they don't seem to be the primary ball handler. Um, even, you know, when you've got like Vescovi out, um, I, I think it needs to be Victor Bay, especially when you're in a scoring drought, guys who are aggressive and can get to the hole. Um, your freshmen need to need to have, be given opportunities to make the whole team successful. Yep. Yeah. I think somebody mentioned that. Yeah. At Tennessee, balling four said make South Carolina run. I agree. Let, let's let's get going. Let, let's use our athleticism, and uh, let, let's get to the basket. Our, our half court offense is terrible, so please let's get out in transition and get some easy baskets. Hopefully, we make some shots tonight. That'd be nice. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know what Tennessee team you're going to see tonight. I really don't. Right. Um, and, and that's that's saying like consistency wise and also like who's going to be out and who's not it's good point. Um, when we see somebody that that doesn't play a ton you know play a lot tonight maybe the ticket maybe urosh maybe Corey walker i don't know it's exciting we'll see what happens yeah roll the dice baby right spin the I wheel mean, Bor- find, Boris, find Boris. somebody else that can give you some minutes because especially in the post because you're not getting Hardly anything from post players right no. now. With with Pons being hurt, Fulgerson Fulgerson isn't giving you much. Olivier doesn't really give you much. EJ hasn't done hardly anything. So find you somebody else. You know, if, if they're not getting it done, find you somebody else that can give you some quality minutes. Yep, for sure, for sure. All right. Anything else for basketball tonight? 9 p.m. tip off in Thompson Bowling Arena. Stay with us until uh, we probably won't take you right till nine, so don't worry. You'll have some time to decompress, um, but but stay with us until tip off. Uh, here, dinner. more important issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, did you see the NBC's mock draft today? Uh, I saw that you tweeted it. Um, so why don't you tell me? Because I don't know it off. The, uh, Jaden Springer or not Jaden Springer? Keon Johnson at seven. Is that right? So Springer at seven, seven to the Thunder, and then Keon Johnson at nine to the Pelicans. Okay. See you later, guys. It was fun while it lasted. Two lottery picks. That's pretty cool, though. No, it is. It's awesome. It's just – I mean, those two guys are probably going to lead in, you know, being the top couple in jersey sales next next year probably. Right. Go to a team with a cool uh, city jersey so I can feel proud about getting one. Yeah, I'm – yeah, neither one of those teams really just kind of gets my ticker going. Who was it? It was Houston – or not Houston, um, Oklahoma City and who? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Ah, New Orleans. I feel like has some cool uniforms. I'd have to go look. I don't remember. I don't want them to go to Charlotte. Jaden goes back home be, to Charlotte. Jaden cool. goes home to Charlotte? Okay. Yeah. The New Orleans City jersey, I don't know what year this is from, is, is pretty cool. The uh, red, white, and blue one. Mm. Yeah. We'll I like right Memphis now. jerseys, too. But uh, Memphis kind of Is it their city jersey wrong. or their, like, throwback? Um, I kind of like them. Like, I, I do like the, the Vancouver one. Oh, um, yeah. But I also like the regular jerseys, too. I think they're nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. I want the Charlotte. It would be nice for a Tennessee player to go to Charlotte because uh, the uh, pinstripe, the blue pin, light, black, br- oh. Charlotte blue, whatever color that is, pinstripe. It's almost a green. Yeah, that they have some of like the nicest uniforms. Yeah, just that uh, color scheme is pretty awesome. Yes, uh, also way better than the Bobcats. Let's be honest. 
Yeah, Bobcats kind of suck. <laughs> I actually went to a, a Charlotte game, and they were the Bobcats. I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. <laughs> like my one NBA game that I've been to. I didn't I realize. Went to the Bobcats. Yeah, I didn't realize their Bob that Bobcats was that recent. I thought they'd been the Hornets for a while. It was when uh, LeBron and D Wade and them what, were the Heat. 2014, 2015? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that old. Um, okay. Uh, where were we at? Tennessee baseball. Tennessee baseball. So, uh, did you check out the, the first pitch banquet any? I did not get to tune into the first pitch. I, I did keep up with uh, with some of the things that we were uh, we were hearing at the first pitch banquet. Gotcha. Well, uh, Tony Vitello, um, we'll get ready for another season. And uh, they have three players, I think, that they'll get back out of quarantine this week and – um, he hopes to have the whole team available for this weekend against Georgia Southern. They go to Georgia Southern this week, start off the season on the road. And um, he he mentioned that uh, he's going to do some renovations. They're going to do the mm-hmm. – renovate the MVP area. Also, they're going to do an enclosure down the left field line to make it more like a um, like a big league stadium. Okay. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Hey, uh, one, one suggestion, Vitello. We'll, we'll, we're going to get him on the show here. Uh, probably, maybe not during baseball season, but uh, hopefully that'd be nice. Do what? We need to. Yeah, yeah. that'd be. it'd be nice to do it during baseball season. No, he's busy. Uh, but if we can work it out. But one suggestion, Vitello, um, whoever's listening, um, Danny White, I know you listen to this show because um, we're all positive. Cheap beer burn section. That's all I'm saying. Wait, what? berm like grass outfield oh i thought you said burn section i'm like what are you doing in the burn Berm. section Berm. okay gotcha it doesn't have to be grass but like cheap seats bleachers whatever you want cheap beer let's get rowdy in the outfield wall yeah let's let's get nasty yeah make it nasty (laughs) (laughs) uh but tennessee has 36 home games this season and they return a ton of production from last season. I know they they're gonna miss some guys like Al Solari, Zach Daniels, Garrett Crochet, but they return seventy four of the team's total hits from last season. Sixty nine percent of their RBIs, nice. Eighty one percent of their innings pitch, and then seventy nine percent of the team strikeouts from last season. So a lot of production coming back. High expectations. Um, they're uh, ranked in the top twenty five preseason. Um, the first time since 2007, actually. Okay, dang. And as high as, as 16, I think as low as like 20-something. Um, they have five guys with uh, preseason All-American honors. Um, so, got a, got a lot of kind of – they have young talent, but it, it's talent that's kind of been in the program mm-hmm. for a little bit as well. Um, and I, I just hope they're itching because last season, you know, kind of oh. left a, a bad taste in their mouth. They, they had a team that they thought could make it all the way to Omaha – um, didn't get to see that play out. So I hope they're itching to play somebody else and take out some frustrations from last season. I, I definitely say this this team was trending in great, you know, trending in the right direction, adding Garrett Crochet in that weekend. Uh, they were heading to South Carolina, I think, when the season was canceled. Um, they are definitely itching to, to get back out there. And, I, I mean, I, I feel like this has got to be, and, and I, I believe even kind of talking to uh, Coach Kiv about this, is this is kind of like a prove that we were real last year. Um, mm-hmm. sure it's not the exact same team, um, but there's kind of that chip on your shoulder of, of we get to go out and, and prove that we were real last year. Cause they didn't even get into conference play. That was opening weekend of conference play. Right. They had that round rock classic, which, uh, Max Ferguson talked about, um, 
in that first pitch banquet that, you know, it, it was a good team bonding experience. And then, you know, when when this season COVID hit, I'm sure that team bonding isn't probably where you want it to be right. uh, up at this point. But hopefully them traveling, being on the road will really help, you know, bring that team together and we'll see them firsthand, see what they got. I mean, yep. you know, you're going to have some veterans, but you're going to have some new phases kind of sprinkled in. But Vitello said that uh, Blade Tidwell, the, the highly touted true freshman pitcher, will probably be a, a starter this weekend. Um, so we'll get to see him for, for the first time. So I'm excited. I'm excited where this team um, could be. You know, if if you're competing in the SEC, you're competing with, uh, you know, the top programs in the country. So Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you compete with some of those guys. You give yourself a chance in, in the NCAA tournament, and uh, hopefully we get to play this whole season out. All 36 Correct. home games, be there, be loud, and uh, and let's go win some baseball games. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. So they start Friday at Georgia Southern. I wonder what the weather's supposed to be like uh, in Statesboro yeah, this weekend. I think they said they might move up the Friday night game um, to get like you know warmer weather gotcha. out of it. So. Gotcha. Uh, then Saturday, same series. Saturday at Georgia Southern. That's a two p.m. game right now. Um, again, I'm sure depending on what the weather. I don't. I don't know what it looks like farther south. I know it's pretty much all over the country. Been pretty bad. Um, and then a one p.m. game Sunday as well against Georgia Southern to finish out the ball's first series of 2021. Continuity, baby. I mean, we talked about it with Davos Swinney. I mean, this, this staff is, has been together for a while. So they're, they're kind of getting that, you know, I think a lot of that leads to success. We talked about it with Hypel staff, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that continuity is what we needed, what we needed in the football program, what we needed in the baseball program, basketball program, everything like that to make this, these Tennessee athletics a lot better. Um, because, you know, you look at in the nineties, we had all that continuity for, for football. And then, you know, we've had a lot of turnover since then. Uh-huh. Ouch. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're, we're getting back to where we need to be. Hopefully. God, I'm so, mm. I talked to some people sports. this week and it's just like apathy is set in, man. Apathy is set in. Yeah. I don't think it's quite set in, in Knoxville and that's good, but, um, it's, it's set in other places. So, um, the Tennessee fan is not going to be a nationally uh, national um, thing anymore soon if they don't figure it out quick. Um, okay, questions. We got any questions? We do. So, uh, Chris Christopher Nichols said, uh, football wise, what are your thoughts on the staff as a whole? Basketball wise, this team was picked to win the East to be Final Four contender. Now the question is, are the basketballs overrated? Um, we'll start with football first. First initial reaction on on the staff. So let, let's let's rank it one out of ten. Um, ten being the absolute best, like home run hire out of here. I'd probably give it like a six point seven. Yeah, I I think it's seven. I yeah, think we graded like it. And I guess that might be low seven. I think we said like B minus. Yeah, when, I think earlier. I'd mm-hmm. still be. I don't know if six point seven is B minus on a ten. Um, I guess it is because C would be five. Um, I'd, I'd say probably about the same. B minus. It's my yeah. initial reaction. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. It, it's a wait and see. No, for sure. Uh, I mean, I like some of the names. I think uh, I don't hate anybody, no, so that's good. <laughs> right. I think the offensive staff is uh, fairly young but impressive, and I, I think there's some you know exciting opportunities there. I think. Um, certainly could be a really, really good thing for this Tennessee offense and some of the talent on that offense side of the ball. Defense is the biggest question mark. 
verse, verse excuse me, um, both players and coaches, it's a big question mark. And I, I, I would have loved – I love the Rodney Garney hire. Landon said it was the second most important hire. Um, I said third. Um, it's very, very important. That's a great hire to go get. But it, I don't know if it's enough. We'll see. I, Tim Banks is, is to, be, to be determined. Um, has some has a pretty you know nice resume, um, but it's a different world to be the guy and to be, be doing it at an SEC school. So we'll see. Basketballs are they overrated? Uh, I think um, talent wise, this team should be seven five in the in the SEC. So I'll say that. Yeah, uh, I think with basketball, I don't think you can say um, underrated, overrated, <laughs> and, and until they're done, um, until you turn around and look back at the season. Um, if they go seven and five in conference play, but win the SEC tournament, well, you did what you're supposed to do. Um, if you, if you, but I mean, it, it's all it, your basketball is graded on how you finish. Doesn't matter what you did at the beginning, the middle, none of that matters in basketball. I mean, I guess the same can be said in football, but in football, it's like you have to be good front from beginning, middle, and end for it to be worth it. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball, if you can get hot at the right time, I mean. Shit, you're talking about Duke and Kentucky can make the tournament by winning, just winning a, a conference tournament. Because um, yep. right now they're mathematically will not make the NCAA tournament, um, but they still have a chance. I, I think too early to tell, but I, I agree with you with what you said. So I mean, if we're gonna have to say it right now, I think, and I hope the basketball team could honestly say right now we look overrated. Yeah, I agree. Just with the talent that you have, yeah. like I, like I said, you shouldn't be seven five in the SEC. Right? The talent, the experience, the depth. There's no reason. Yeah, the the scoring output, it's just not great. Yep, and it should be a lot better. With the amount of guards that you have, the amount of talent you have at the guard position, should be a lot better. A hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Any more questions? That's all we got. Okay. Um, I got a new segment for you. And you actually already, you don't know this, but you actually already submitted something for this segment. So we're going to call it nice. It doesn't nice. have to be about sex. It can be Ooh. because nice. Um, doesn't have to be about 69, but it can be because nice. Um, <laughs> so my first one, you might've seen this MTA worker caught having sex at rail yard while collecting overtime. Nice. Sex on the job. Also nice at the rail yard. Nice. That is nice. Also, how can you name something the rail yard and just not expect that to happen? Right. Yeah, you set that up. That was <laughs> yeah, on you. Exactly. We're going to have to rename this if we want to keep people out of it. So what was the Tennessee baseball stat you gave me? 69 what? 69% of last season's RBIs return. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. I, See, I like this you, segment. Nice. You don't even, yeah, you didn't even know you had one. I, I, I don't know if you noticed. Maybe you just thought I was, um, uh, you know, head in the gutter, which I guess I kind of was. You said that, said nice. And I was like, oh, he knows. He doesn't even know he knows, but he knows. <laughs> so Is that nice. a, what's it, telepathy? Telepathy. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. You it Sounds kind of right. It sounds right, but also wrong. <laughs> yeah like I've, i couldn't spell it <laughs> no not a chance <laughs> it probably starts with a ph like pterodactyl <laughs> is pterodactyl ph or just a, i think it's just i a don't p. think it's a it's ph a p. it's just a p <laughs> it's just a p <laughs> it's just a p we're geography guys not no english no no spelling here no spelling <laughs> we can't spell the city names either don't ask us to 
No. Don't ask us to. Can you spell myelin? Yeah, M I L A N. We're not spelling guys. I, I'm pretty good at spelling, but not like words. If I can't pronounce it, I can't spell it. There's no way. That's my rule. Fair, fair. Um, do you have any uh, any more nice or any more stupid or any stupidities in epidemic? Excuse me. Um, I do love how Gus Malzahn takes a picture underneath the 2017 national champion. Do you think anybody noticed that? Like, do you think UCF noticed it or Gus Malzahn noticed it? Or do you think it was kind of a troll from him, like, to Auburn? Like, <laughs> might be a better job. Maybe. I mean, surely somebody was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. I don't know. Some things aren't caught nowadays. It's amazing. Also, um, did you see the guy who asked the question in uh, Gus Malzahn's press conference? I didn't, but the question was dumb. It was. It was just like, what is your take on this job and like it being like a pressure cooker? Yeah. I'm just like, UCF? He was at Auburn. Yeah, they, you, they it, share the same state with Alabama, you moron. <laughs> it's almost like, well, the context. I'm like, no, in any context, that's a stupid question. Right. Unless the context is it wasn't asked to Gus Malzahn if that's the context and it was asked to I don't know who's uh, a guy coming from UTC to UCF then right. again that context makes sense but no no context would make that question better none whatsoever also um, Bleacher Report stupidity is oh, an epidemic dang. Landon's come after throats tonight yeah uh, <laughs> they uh they did a Warriors clip, and it was a guy passing it to Steph Curry, and he shoots it and makes it, and the, and the guy like went nuts as soon as he passed it because he knew it was going in. And it says Steph's teammate knew it was cash before he even passed it. He couldn't even tell – they couldn't even tell who this person was. Yeah, why can't you just look it up before you tweet? Like, did you have to pop that tweet off so fast? To be fair, I don't know who it was either. Right, but, but I, all right, if I'm going to tweet I didn't that, tweet I it out. I would have looked it up. Yeah, come so. on, man. Dumb, stupid. He's in the NBA. Hey, I'm coming after your boy again. I, I'm sorry about this. Um, LeBron James. Um, it's been a tough week. Been a tough week for the the flopper. Um, as he's, uh, you know, more, uh, um, no, you know, known as now. Did we get to talk about that on Sunday? I don't think so. We didn't get to talk about that. I don't remember just talking. About I don't either. And I would feel like I would have remembered that. Um, but so bad week. We can get into that. That flop was awful. Oh, yes. Terrible. And terrible. someone did mention it, the foul wasn't called on Grayson Allen, was it? I don't think it was. No. It was called on. I can't remember who else is under the basket with him. Um, but Adam did say to me, if it was on it Grayson. Was Dylan, it was Dylan Brooks. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Adam mentioned to me, he's like, if it was Grayson Allen. That's fine with me. Like I'll take that every day. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I don't think it was. And Grayson really didn't do anything this time. Um, but yeah, that was a terrible flop, awful, bad look. Also, it just like the NBA has almost become, and I don't know if it's always been this unwatchable because I've never watched it except for playoffs. Like other than a couple possessions at a time. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I watched an NBA regular season game. So I don't know if it's always been this unwatchable, but like 
And then LeBron goes and pulls up from the logo for no reason and airballs it. <laughs> Been a tough week for LeBron. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, he's, I saw it. To be fair, it was to end the quarter, but but not yes, like not really because they were like he could he could have he could have passed it again, but he yes, could have dribbled farther up the court yeah. because I think the ball went out of bounds with three seconds left. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, bad week for LeBron. Become the poster child of unwatchable NBA this week. Um, yeah, you're right. There was probably more context I could have added to that. Fair point, but he did also have time to not. But yeah, just keep, pull up like the logo. It, it's funny though. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah. <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was ugly. The flop, God, the flop just pissed me. The flop pisses me off because all the people are like, "This is what makes soccer unwatchable." Every sport does it. Yeah. I mean, besides like. I don't like, yeah, pretty much every besides like baseball, but yeah, basketball, bas- like it's, I, it's becoming like that on, and every like the NBA, it's trickled down to college yeah. and it's getting in high school because like, yeah, I, I mean, mean, charges, charges, this, that's what kills me. Charges is, is what killed basketball. I'll say it. Charges. Yeah. Oh, because what? now, now everything is an offensive foul. No, not no. Charges would makes basketball great. Take no. white people to play. <laughs> charges like 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 if it's a real charge, yes. But if like it's made people like fall for no reason. Yeah, but I'll also say that refs don't know how to call it at all. That's true too. Yeah, at officiating all. is terrible. Officiating's awful. So that doesn't help. Um, it's like they know one part of the charge book, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's it. We're going for it." And I remember well, they, I think was, they just do because th- this thing is, is it, cool to it call. It is a fun call to make. This one yeah. sucks compared to this. Um, I will give them that. Um, yeah, it's like a TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I remember a couple years ago there was a one in the Tennessee game against Tennessee where the guy's foot was on the semicircle underneath the goal. And it's, like, the most important part – I would say the most important part of a charge call – is where the guy's feet are because they can't be moving. The only reason they can be moving is if a defender is wildly out of control. Other than that, their feet have to be stationary. So you should know where his feet are at. You should never miss whether they're in the semicircle or not. Yeah. Ever. That's why the line is there. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love charges. Um, big charge guy. I, I used to, I used to take them. Like, that was like the first thing I learned how to do in basketball was take a charge. Protect the McNuggets. Exactly. <laughs> We're loving the McDonald's references tonight. Yeah, too many. Yeah, we need a sponsorship <laughs> quick. Yeah. Well, they've already sponsored some of our Just recruits. So put put some cash in the bag. Send them to us. We'll we'll yeah. we'll take care of the rest. Okay. Um, okay. Do you have any more stupidities? That's all I got. That's it, um, guys. I don't have anything else. Uh, like I said, I give you some time to decompress before the game. Don't worry. Um, you can go. I got my eat some dinner. Got some bbq um about to go eat um hope you guys have a wonderful night stay safe i think it's supposed to be cold and rainy in knoxville tonight yeah also uh don't forget the baseballs play on friday that game will probably be changed i don't know is it set for like six o'clock six thirty right now six thirty mm-hmm. um look for that game to change also be on the lookout for our baseball shirt we'll have that out as soon as possible and uh we'll catch you guys back on sunday y'all have a good evening
You too. We're bringing the boat in and we out.